Hey, this is uh, Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Mater, we are uh, talking truth. Season 7 of Unstoppable Grace. Our scripture for this week is Genesis 38, 1 through 30. Brian Clark, as always, is my uh, cohort here right next to me. And our special guest oh. is uh, Nat yeah, he's special. Crawford. Yeah, very special. Mm-hmm. Nat mm-hmm. Crawford. Oh. He had special and, classes in school, I hear. Absolutely. You heard that rumor, huh? Right? I heard some rumors about you. Should we bring those up? <laughs> no. Our focus today, <laughs> no. if I may. <laughs> we interrupt anymore? Fear, worry. Don't get those my pillows out and start hitting each other. Uh, fear, worry, and doubt. All right. The story of Joseph, of course, that's what we're on. That continues today. And let me tell you something. This guy's family, as we learned last week, is a mess. But the good news God specializes in messy situations and messy people. So the story's not over yet for Joseph. And better than that, the story is not over for any of us that are in these situations. Brian's going to uh, read a little bit about uh, what's going on in Joseph's life, and Nat and I will comment. All right. So, hey, for many people, their past is like a stalker hiding in the shadows, waiting to pounce when you least expect it. Maybe for you the past is full of failures, maybe shame or abuse. Whatever it is, for many the past creeps into the present in destructive ways. Maybe you've convinced yourself that God doesn't really care. I mean, how could he ever use you? If that's the case for you, I think you're going to appreciate today's story. Very unexpectedly, the story of Joseph is interrupted by this strange story of Judah and Tamar. We know the promised seed of Abraham has traveled from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. Now it must pass through one of Jacob's sons, but who? Will it be Reuben, the oldest? Not likely, since he had sexual relations with his stepmom. Next in line were Simeon and Levi, but they committed mass murder in Shechem. That seems doubtful. So what about Judah? In Genesis 38, Judah left home and married a Canaanite woman and had three sons. His oldest son, Ur, married a woman named Tamar. But Ur was evil, so God took his life. In that culture, the next son in the birth order was to have relations with his brother's widow to produce a son for his brother. This was done in order to keep the brother's family line going. But Onan had relations with Tamar, but intentionally spilled his seed on the ground so Tamar wouldn't get pregnant. He did this so his sons would get the inheritance, not his brother's line. God saw the evil that Onan had done, so he took his life also. So Tamar had two husbands, and God put both of them to death for their evil ways. So now what? The next son of Judah was Shelah. However, after seeing his two sons die at the hand of God, Judah feared that Tamar was cursed in some way. So he sent her away to return to her family in disgrace. Through no fault of her own, Tamar was now doomed to live in rejection and shame for the rest of her life. Soon Judah's wife dies. After mourning the required days, he headed out to a sheep shearing party. This was harvest time for the shepherds. They often celebrated in a big way. Tamar heard that Judah, her father-in-law, was coming through town. 
So she dressed like a prostitute, and she lured him in to have sex with her. Her motive was to still have a child in Judah's line. It was really her only chance of survival. Judah didn't have the necessary payment with him, so for promise of payment, she kept some of his personal items, something like keeping his driver's license, until she got paid. Soon word came to Judah that Tamar was pregnant. He had no idea that she was the prostitute that he had visited. Rather, he saw this as a chance to get rid of her once and for all. So he ordered her to be brought before him and then put to death. But when they brought her forward, she produced the personal items that belonged to Judah, identifying him as the father of the child. Judah was stunned. He realized the prostitute he had visited had been his own daughter-in-law. He was the father of the baby. He knew she had done this because he had done her wrong in sending her away. Tamar then gave birth to twins. One was named Perez, the other was named Zerah. So why does this story interrupt the Joseph story? The next chapter goes back to the Joseph story, which will go all the way to the end of Genesis. If we do the math, we learn that the events in our story today would have taken around 20 years. That's about the same amount of time that will pass in the Joseph story until Jacob is reunited with his son, Joseph, in Egypt. So in other words, while the Joseph story unfolds in Egypt, this story is happening back home. We'll return to the Joseph story in the next episode, but file this one away. Trust me, this story is not over. For now, Joseph has been sold as a slave in Egypt. Jacob is broken with grief, thinking his beloved son is dead. Meanwhile, Judah is having a baby with a prostitute that ends up being his daughter-in-law. I mean, what a mess. Yet out of this mess, incredible things will happen. Why? Well, because God is at work. Did God want any of this? No, of course not. But God specializes in bringing good out of messes. At this point in Genesis, Joseph, Jacob, Tamar must have all felt confused and deeply hurt. Things must have seemed hopeless. How could anything good come from this? But like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God will do the unexpected and accomplish his plan and purpose through flawed and messed up people. Life in a fallen world is hard, and at times it's very confusing. It may feel like God has abandoned you, or like he is powerless to do anything to help. But just know this, God specializes in using flawed people to accomplish his purpose. Trust him. This story's not over yet. Let's bring in Dan and Nat. Let's talk about this. <laughs> oh, man. You know, this whole story has 84 Trans Am with T-tops <laughs> all over it. <laughs> I mean, they should change this to Jerry Springer, Chapter exactly. 8. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny. The good things do come out of the story. Yeah, the, <laughs> here's what came out of the story. Nine Hank Williams songs. Uh. <laughs> that's what came out well, of it. Well, that sound a bit like That's what came out of the, the Genesis story. I mean, this is literally, this is a trip to Walmart after midnight. 
in my family. <laughs> Honestly, this is my family uh, in Walmart after midnight. So many people can relate. I, I shouldn't say so many well, people. Well, I'm like, oh boy. That's but really messed up. It just shows you how messed up. Because you look at the world today, how many messed up families do you see? You see many, and it's a shame. Uh, And it's all due to bad decisions. Uh, But as you said, Brian, the good news is it can all be cleaned up. Your life can be cleaned up, and you can start a new new life with Christ. You will have to deal with the consequences, but man— that new life with Christ is going to help you deal with things so much better and to get through these things. Uh, this, no, this is, I mean, this is a, this is a crazy story. All this stuff was going on. Last week, Joseph, God, why are you doing this to me? Now, Joseph, on, he's doing his own thing over here, and this is happening over here, just like you said. And when we're all said and done, it's all going to come together and we'll see the reasons for it all, which is amazing how God has worked Mm -hmm. in their lives. But it's just showing you, you are not so messed up that you cannot have redemption. Mm -hmm. And that's the one, that's the awesome thing about the Bible. These stories are still full of hope. You know, and it's the awesome thing about the Old Testament because a lot of people just disregard the Old Testament as we don't need the Old Testament. We're in a new covenant. And we, man, yes, you do need the Old Testament. Look at all the stories that relate to us mm. now. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah. Well, this is one of the reasons why I love reading the Bible. One, it does. It makes our families maybe feel a little less messed up than, you know, <laughs> comparatively. But mm. the right. other thing is... I'm sure we didn't, I mean, I mean <laughs> you know... N- uh, dressing up like a prostitute and hey, I saw I you at Walmart last week. <laughs> well, that's a little extreme. I don't know a lot of people, you know, doing that and then you know picking up their own relative. That, that that's a whole different ball. That's a whole game, different ball game. That's that how is. I met my wife. Hello. All right. Right. But you, know, you 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 read this and. You know, one of the things people will say is, oh, I don't read the Bible because, oh, it's not, it's boring and there's nothing in there that's, you know, relevant for me today. I tell people, first of all, skip watching HBO, read the Bible. There's just constant reality of, of the world today, and it's exciting, it's troubling, it's full of suspense and tension and fear and doubt. But it always comes back to an ending that only God could execute. And obviously, we don't see all that in this one story. It's just a one piece of the puzzle. Right. But you look at this and you go, this is really jacked up, and I can't believe it's in the Bible. And, I, and, and let me interject, if I could. And that's what I, people need to understand. If you're new to the Bible, if you've been reading the Bible, you don't understand why they have certain things in there. The whole Bible is a book of redemption. That's what it is. And truth. A salvation and truth. And the uh, that's what this story is. Hmm. It, it, it's a story of redemption. So one of the things you see in the story, and we've this story and, and the previous story with Joseph sold into slavery, is there's those people that have messes because of their own choices— and then there's those people that find themselves in messes through no fault of their own. They're they're just a result of somebody else's right. terrible choices. Mm-hmm. 
So in a sense, the way out of the mess is a little bit different depending on which it is for Mm -hmm. uh, each listener. So maybe talk to that a little bit. If you've made the bad choices and you've made the mess, what are some practical steps back out of that hole? Well, I think for sure every one of us who are are in this discussion or listening today can all say, man, I sure wish I could do that one thing over or a lot of them. And if there's one thing that I've continually seen throughout the Bible is that God's not done with you yet. The consequences are real. But a question to wrestle with, and I've had to wrestle with this at times because I don't like the consequences, but the question is, what are those consequences there for? They're there to help change us, to help us reevaluate what we're doing, and to hopefully bring us back to a point where we are coming to God, maybe for the first time or maybe back again. So I think if you're in the midst of a situation and you're facing the consequences of your actions, it's not a time to give up. It is a time to reevaluate, but above all, come to God and say, God, I need your help. And if there's one thing we have seen throughout the story of Genesis 1 through 38 now, is that God is faithful even when we're not. Well, absolutely. But when Brian is saying about... um how would you go about doing things if you were the one that like started all, you know, they, a lot of these things came from actions that you did or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that all the time. I mean, we've all done a bunch of stupid stuff that have affected other people's lives. I've done stuff that have affected other people's lives because you do dumb things. And I mean, I'll be honest, I've had conversations with myself like that. I, I'll like just be going throughout the day and I'm going, oh man, there's no way. I'll ever measure up to some of these people that are just doing such great works for God. Mm-hmm. How how am I ever going to measure up to these people? You know? And you think about that and you're like going, man, I can never measure up to a Joseph. I can never measure up to a David. I can never measure up to a Jacob. I could, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, as long as you stay faithful and stay in the Word and stay connected, He'll start using you and forming you to Mm. what 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 you're supposed to be doing. Right. And you're going to have an impact on somebody. Mm. Somebody's going to be impacted by that. Uh, It's like this, this podcast that we do. I always wonder, does this do any good? Is anybody listening? Does it affect anybody? And I go a lot of places where I don't ever expect it, where somebody will come up and go, hey, Larry, man, I love your podcast with Brian Clark, man. He did a thing Mm. the other day. It really had some good meaning to, you know, and you're like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Mm. So don't think that you've done so many things that you'll never measure up to these people in the Bible because you do measure up. Even if you're doing a small part, as long as you're faithful to Christ and you're trying to be obedient and you're doing the best you can, you're measuring up, and you're measuring up just like they're measuring up. Well, it's because at the end of the day, we all have made decisions, but we've all made the decision to follow Jesus. And that's where our hope really lies. 
And I think the word of encouragement, I think it would be that no matter what situation you're facing, no matter the fear, the anxiety, the struggle of your of your situation, whether it's self-imposed or not, there is hope, and that hope is found in Jesus Christ alone. Absolutely. Yes, it's good to remind our listeners, and, and we talk about this all the time, that at the end of the day, none of us measure up. Hmm. And it's only through Christ and his work on the cross that we are made right before a holy God. But on the basis of God's grace, we do measure up. We measure up through Christ. Hmm. So Absolutely. just like Dan said, the, the whole Bible is a story of redemption. And these crazy stories remind us God is still at work, and uh, God's up to something, and he's going to accomplish his purpose. Absolutely. And above all things, stay away from sheep-sharing parties. Bad news. That's good advice. They were pretty wild, I think. Bad news. One, one thing to go back to, if you go back to Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing they did is blame each other. I think one practical thing I'd say to our listeners is if, if you're the reason for the mess, step one is to own it. Stop blaming everybody else. Right. And in, biblically, we call it confession and repentance. It's the first step to God being able to do something beautiful out of the mess is stop blaming everybody else. Own it, and God will be faithful to forgive and and God's up to something wonderful. You just have to trust Him with that. Absolutely, all of their faith journeys, all of their, it all it all starts with owning up, owning yep. up to their problems, taking yep. a personal responsibility. That's they've they all had to do that. They all had to take a personal responsibility. And again, stay out of sheep shearing parties. <laughs> it's one of those stories. You're just like, man, there's a lot of weird stuff. If you think of like uh, rock stars in a hotel kind of party, I, I think that's what the sheep shearing parties. They were, they oh, were I wild and they were, the story. they were crazy. And the crazy thing about it was, the very first concert at a sheep shearing party what? was a Doobie Book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! This is Brian. You know, we have a lot of fun on Talking Truth, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Dan and I will be back again next week, along with Nat Crawford, to learn more about God's unstoppable grace from the story of Joseph. And by the way, if you're interested in a copy of my book, Unstoppable Grace, you'll find it at TalkinTruth.com. That's Talk, the letter N, Truth.com. So that's all for now. I encourage you to look for God's grace in your life today, and I hope you'll join us again for another episode of Talking Truth. Get it done.